0: Well, all right, and a happy Thursday happy to you, Thursday. gentlemen, and to everyone out there in podcast land. How are we today?
1: Doing fantastic. Right. What a
0: week. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: At least on the East Coast. <laughs> How, how's the weather out there, Greg?
0: Oh, uh, it's perfect.
1: Yeah?
2: Can't complain. Yeah, really nice. <laughs> you can. We just <laughs> really, don't wait
1: really, here. For a, for a surprise.
0: <laughs> shifting things up.
2: Although, yeah. oh, to, be, to be fair, I did uh, drizzle a little bit this morning. Um, but did yeah. David
0: Lynch... Capture that on his weather report?
2: I haven't seen it yet, but I saw his weather, his weather report from last week. And that was awesome. My friend commented, like, that might be his shortest movie ever.
0: It's great. It's Oh, it's fantastic. It's He's been doing it daily for, like, two or three weeks now. Oh, has just, he? Um, <laughs> just, well. That's great. The skies are blue. Yeah. Well, oh, there's a cloud. <laughs> Things are looking yeah. good.
2: All this is going to burn off here, and
0: then, uh, yeah cold front coming through through the sonora <laughs> i still gotta check that out
2: you're you're really missing a lot
0: yeah sounds like it <laughs> you got you got the gist of it from that for sure so what are we doing i today? just
2: love his hair so much man i can well, just stare at that hair <laughs>
0: that creates its own weather systems in and of itself Indeed. just as hair. well yes thank you nick for keeping us back on track this is you should check it out this is episode 042 42 wow gentlemen 42. And my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And man, do we have a special show for you today? Um, we do. And I was thinking this weekend. I was racking my brain. You know, as we've been talking about, it's it's tough to come up with topics. Things are slow uh, in the music industry. So I was thinking about topics for this week's show, and it and it hit me. Thank goodness we don't do a daily podcast, right? I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's hard enough coming up with topics between the three of us That's for like a, a weekly show. Yeah. And I was thinking about, I was like, man, who would be crazy enough to do a daily podcast? And then it, ah, it clicked. Mm. I know, I know a couple guys. Oh, do you? I know some guys, and I know. I thought maybe if you guys are down, maybe we can get them on the phone and see if they're. Who available. are we talking about now? Well, it's like the daily people. Old, or something? old, <laughs> yeah, old <laughs> friends of mine. Uh, I used to work for them. I was an intern for them. They know me as Intern ah, John. Okay, they're my old bosses from a fantastic podcast called Rock in the Suburbs. Yes, ah. they taught me everything I know. And ah. um Must oh, not take too long. Just the, uh, the can the canned blurb of Rock in the Suburbs. Do it. This is from their website. Do it. Uh, let's see. Rock in the Suburbs is a podcast dedicated to exploring all forms of rock and pop music from the perspective of two music crazed suburbanites, Jim Lenahan and Patrick Foster. So, huh. What do you say, guys? Why don't we give them a call? I mean, I doubt they're available, but we might as well I, try.
1: Come on, they got a daily show they're to do. Busy. What the hell are we gonna bother them for? Yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> have it's the number? It's
2: going. This is going straight to voicemail. It's a six. I, I'll, I'll bet you five bucks. Yeah.
0: Okay, just one second. <laughs> Stupid phone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if they pick up. Hello. Oh, Jill. Oh, we got a response. Hello. Hello? Oh. Hey, and Patrick, too. Hey, Holy what? crap.
1: Oh, they're both here. Well, we got them conferenced in. No Who way. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> One ring, two pickups. Amazing. <laughs> well, hey, it's guys. Insane.
0: Welcome to the show. It's Jay. Well, you guys know me as Intern John, and I'm here with my friends Nick and Greg. Welcome to the show. Um, What's up, guys? Intern, in, intern John. Do you remember an Intern John?
3: Patrick do you
4: um yeah I think he was that guy that carried our show on his back for like two oh yeah. Months there. yeah 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 <laughs> that's, right. that's having right some personal issues yes I was gonna say so you right. like, the guy
1: you let go of in the fall that, that, that that's was... right <laughs> <laughs> how you guys doing
4: we're doing well thank you
1: we're doing great yeah
4: thanks for having
0: us guys yeah oh it's our pleasure it's our pleasure how's the show these days staying busy?
3: Well, you know, we've got some extra time on our hands, I think, uh, lately. So uh, it's Mm -hmm. been nice to have uh, daily chats with my friend Patrick, even if it's over Zoom instead of face-to-face. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we're we're keeping the train running somehow. You guys aren't hunkered in a bunker
0: together somewhere?
4: (laughs) Man, if we had known, we could have figured it out. We could have hunkered down Mm -hmm. here, sent the wives away, and been like, sorry, we Mm -hmm. got got to it's lockdown time. <laughs> There's
1: no like rock in the suburbs mm-hmm. tunnel system that connects the, the basement? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: Sewer system 19. Yeah, we need that. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> rock in the suburbs.
1: So you guys talk every day. So are you guys doing the uh, as a daily thing or how, how do you guys do a daily? How does that work?
3: Well, we don't want to give away all of our secrets, do we? Right. <laughs> right Whatever now. you're comfortable with. Um, <laughs> so the show is – is essentially daily. It's weekdays, Monday through Friday, and right. uh, we started it f- almost four years ago, three and a half years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like a good idea at the time. Let's just say nice. that. <laughs> and, uh, and but yes, yeah, so we have not missed a day in all that time. A weekday in all that time. Uh, wow. But uh, but do we actually record every day? Well, you know the the uh, power of modern technology means that you know there's lots of ways we can make it seem <laughs> like it's every day, but maybe we're not talking. Right. But still,
0: From, from being on the, you know, not on the front lines, but uh, you know, back of house, uh, helping the show get moving. I mean, just the amount of sheer mm-hmm. content is just kind of overwhelming to me. There are spreadsheets, you know, Jim has things planned out months in advance of what he wants to do. <laughs> <That's> I, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just remarkable. Well, you know, and here's the, the thing. Off, he it, uh, it, it's, it's helped my marriage tremendously. Right.
3: Because, oh, really? um, Yeah. Because uh, my tell. wife my wife doesn't have to listen to me anymore. Now Patrick <laughs> listens to me, right?
4: Yeah. Hey, man. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, well put. <laughs> you got to take it where you find it. And I think what Jim is saying between the lines is that we are essentially trying to create the young and the restless uh, for the podcast mm. generation, mm. but not totally... <laughs> A soap opera, I or totally with got any, that any interesting characters, yeah. Without interesting characters or any storyline,
1: <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's a concept
4: piece, a very, very long that's concept. Right. Yeah. You need hmm. you need your stories every day. Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> can take it as a small dose or the whole thing, either way.
3: I've noticed on your guys' show that you will, you know, have like how many segments usually? Like three or four segments. Mm-hmm. right yeah. to yeah, each, we each weekly for, show we
0: for three so, segments each week so just
3: think about it like if each one of those was an episode unto itself it's kind of what where we started with the idea like these episodes would be like 10 to 12 minutes apiece. a piece <laughs> <sick. laughs> out yeah it didn't quite work out that way but that was the concept like instead of doing one longer show with a bunch of different topics why don't we just divide it all up that's where we are said, um, but I think that I think what we found is that music like true like music geeks You know, can't get enough of I'm not talking necessarily about our show specifically, but just about like, you know, just music content, people talking about music and stuff like that. So what we found is that the uh, audience that we have developed, it may not be a huge audience, but it's like a, a dedicated audience because they just love to hear people talk about music. And we try to include the audience as much as possible in the show as well. So.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And you guys do such a great job of that. Yeah, you I do. mean, you guys have a great Facebook fan community that's very active, and I love how you guys get your your listeners to call in. You you still have a, like a like a hotline, mm-hmm. yes, that uh, fans can call into and leave messages. And you have your little—it's almost like your listeners are the characters in oh, the yeah. story that you guys. Hmm. What are the listeners, Patrick? Are what?
4: Uh, they're smarter than we are. And, uh, we also like to say if they didn't listen, who would be listening? Like, we don't know that we haven't figured that out. Yeah, that's right. And that's awfully nice <laughs> that's of you. Deep, to say, man. That is
1: deep. Yeah. <laughs>
4: nice of you to say John but I think you hit it on the head we're just we didn't plan it this way but just somehow you know it's been kind of this weird organic music community but I'll say this I love what you guys have been doing and I think we were chatting before we turned the microphones on I've been listening to you guys every week and it was just part of my routine and I had you guys in the slot and then we all got blindsided completely (laughs) and then suddenly you're not walking or driving as much and you're not you know, I used to walk to, you know, listeners to Rock in the Suburbs know I play in a band and every Friday night I would walk over there, you know, like two and a half hours just to get the exercise <laughs> and that was my main podcasting <laughs> time.
1: And, mm, you know, I suddenly know that. I that haven't happened. listened to you
4: guys in a while, but you guys have been doing it also every week since this all hit. And uh, it's you. awesome that you guys adjusted and and kept what you had going. So, Well, you
2: yeah, know, we ha- we were doing it remotely. Anyway, yeah. so it didn't really affect our um, our uh, protocol or you know our routine was totally butter- you know unfazed. Butter-
4: yeah, but the spirit so, and the way you guys adapted, like albums to, t- I'm just, and I'm just catching up today. So I'm finally looking at this, you know, from a couple of weeks and albums to take with you in the quarantine hole. And you guys did some right. really good stuff. So That's a really be, it's a fun time to, be, it's a good
2: yeah. time to, to try some different things and keep uh, it going. You know, just keep yeah, it just, going. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, you know, everyone in the, involved has an open mind and, you know, a good sense of humor. So. <laughs> You know, just try
4: yeah, to Yeah, we, we won't Thank get you. into Fiona Apple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ooh.
0: All right, let's make some news. <laughs> what, what was your take, Patrick? Let me hear your
4: hot take on Fiona. Well, the new Fiona. Uh you know, I've listened to it like kind of sporadically, and uh, I, I mean, I think she's like problematic artist in the sense that she's very polarizing, right? Either like really like Fiona Apple, or you hate yeah. Fiona Apple, and she's never sort of like changed her approach uh, to please anybody yet. She's sold a lot of records at the same time. And I don't know, some of the stuff she's made is really bad. (laughs) Some of it's also really, really interesting. I mean, and I have a personal relationship uh, with, fiona apple fans uh that i've talked about on our podcast where i once wrote a review in the washington post of fiona just being a brat and being really terrible in a concert (laughs) and then the one they used to print in the washington post every sunday one letter to the arts editor and that sunday was the one where this guy just tore me apart in like 50 different ways and the problem with it was he was right on every single point oh yeah yeah i was short-sighted i didn't know enough i was i was in a bad mood you know. Well,
2: to be, to be fair, we, we didn't review the Fiona Apple album. We reviewed The Review. The Review.
4: Yeah, yeah that's what I'm yeah, trying to true. say. Like, <laughs> yeah, when you write about Fiona Apple, you have to sort of project yourself onto what's happening. That's why you know I, I thought it was a good um, a choice and... I'll hmm. never listen. Well, to maybe we have to Apple do a again. vintage review. The, <laughs> review. Can we dig up that old review? Yeah, I can find that for sure. Oh, yeah. I, oh that yeah. review. I, can find, I can find a letter to the editor as well.
3: You should so. review that review for sure. That's I would say uh, anyone who bashes pitchfork is okay. In my book. I'll just say that. <laughs> All right.
1: Right. Yeah. My yeah. man. Right. Yes. All right. That's really, uh, of, that was that was the impetus for the entire segment yeah. was let's really get into Jay's hatred of, of pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, no,
3: absolutely. 10 yeah. out of 10 on Nine that deal. Um, the other thing I'll say, uh, circling back real quick though about the um listeners contributing to our show this is a tip for you guys once you get that going you barely have to produce a show anymore basically we're 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 just like we're just like your party hosts now Mm -hmm. just you know come on in here's (laughs) (laughs) time and and, you know just start talking into the microphone it's kind of what it feels amongst yourselves Mm
0: -hmm. that's beautiful we could we should be so lucky someday Yeah. Well, speaking of which, you guys have been doing these awesome Friday night hootenannies. This is just Uh, one of the coolest community (laughs) events that I I think I've heard of, and I've gotten a chance to contribute to. I think two of them. Yes, Uh, you were great. You
4: have. Oh, and
0: I've just Did been me? so impressed with that, man. Like, it's just a it's just a get together of all the fans. Well, anybody who wants to join, it's yeah. just mm-hmm. a big Zoom meetup. And it seems like when you first enter, it's like, oh, this is going to be an absolute nightmare. But everyone's very <laughs> respectful and very like, you know, mm. and Jim is very good as a moderator. He mutes all the microphones whenever somebody's playing. Yeah, which is excellent. Sometimes yeah, I, sometimes community. I mute yeah.
3: Patrick just when he's talking. That happened right. <laughs> no no that doesn't happen no but let me explain something uh Jay to the to your listeners who may not be familiar with our show so the Friday night Hoot nanny is not it's sort of an adjunct to our podcast it doesn't ever appear on the podcast sh- itself or any of those platforms oh, okay. it is it is okay. it is completely a separate thing and it's purposely sort of a closed, Group, we, we encourage people to join in. I mean, what I mean by closed is that once you're in the the hoot nanny environment on that we do it on Zoom every Friday night, that's as far as it goes. It doesn't go out to the world, and we did that on purpose because we okay. want people to feel comfortable. The idea right. was that every Friday during this lockdown, people need a release and they need something to boost their spirits. And what would do that better than music? And so we basically encouraged our community to come on. Just join us on this Zoom thing. It's totally informal. If you want to just watch and listen, that's fine. But if you have an instrument, if you have some any amount of musical talent, whatever, or not, play a song. <laughs> and we'll just take turns playing a song. It's like a song circle kind of thing, right? And the reason why we don't put it on the podcast is because we didn't want people to feel that pressure you know, that, yeah. you know, cause you know, we have what, how many millions of listeners now? I've, I've, I've kind of <laughs> lost track. It's not important. That's right. Um, yeah, but the point is, you know, just, you're only going to be playing about, you know, three dozen people or something like that. Right. And so it's just cool. It's all a safe space. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a friendly environment, but we've also had some luck in getting a couple of like celebrity guests to join us. And, uh, to our audience, at least, they were kind of big celebrities. We had this guy, Bill Davis, from this band called Dash Rip Rock. Uh, yeah. uh, we had Corey Brannon who's like an Americana singer-songwriter. Yeah. We just yeah. had Peter Searcy, who uh, was famously in the 80s in a band called Squirrel Bait. And then we've had like the weirdest thing happen where friends like listeners would start to invite other musicians that they know to come on. Mm-hmm. Had no connection to the show at all, and they've been great, haven't they, Patrick? I mean, really cool. Amazing. It's like, it's yeah. Like Where did these bands come from? All of a sudden, yeah. showing up and playing stuff, right? <laughs>
4: Well, I'll tell you, I, at one point I went outside uh, to do a bong hit, came back, and there was this guy in the bedroom <laughs> and a guy on a saxophone just wailing away, and that was amazing. You know, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever
1: seen. What a fantastic yeah. idea, guys. What a fantastic idea. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, come, well it's come, been it's Come been join us on Fridays. Yeah, 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 yeah. come
4: join us. Yeah. It, it's been really good, and- We've had some weird connections happen, and just you know, people that people haven't seen in a long time coming on. So it's yeah, it's been good, and and also I think right, Jim helps you actually know what day it is. Like oh, it's yeah, Friday, right, so right. I'm gonna wake up Saturday morning with a big headache. <laughs>
3: that's right. <laughs> I was on the hangout. That's last completely night. it. It makes me look yeah. forward. It's well, two things I want to say is first of all, that's so funny you mentioned that Patrick because literally this morning I woke up as we're recording this, not you know, in listener time, yeah. right. Uh, this morning, I woke up and I was like, what day is it? I, I was really yeah. unclear as to what day <laughs> it was. And then I was like, Oh, last night, I watched the Bulls documentary. <laughs> That's on Sunday nights. It must be Monday. Oh, crap, I have to work. Right. So right. I was like, that was mm-hmm. of time is com- I completely yeah. lost track of any sense of time. But you're right. The Friday night hoot nanny is a thing I look forward to through the week. So it does give yeah. some kind of structure. week for me now we started at what the end of march and the idea was like pretty much we'll just keep doing this every friday as long as people want to do it as long as we're stuck in our homes and uh, you know for good or bad it's going on like two months now so yeah yeah Yeah.
4: we'll keep doing as long as we have to and and we hope we can wrap it up soon but it's a blast while we have to do this so heck yeah
2: quick question quick question is it byob Bring your own <laughs> oh, yeah. yes.
4: Really yes, it is. In these times, guys, you know you can't trust someone else. Um so on that situation, if it breaks, you're you're screwed. So. <laughs>
3: indeed. But funny thing you said that there is a good sense that uh, people do uh, have a few drinks while we're trying yeah. the Friday Eddie, and so we have a joke it's now. A, it's, a, it's a jovial atmosphere. Yeah, we have a joke now that the really the hardcore participants stick around for the third hour, and that's really that's it, right. It, it tends to go for <laughs> it's about. It
4: gets ugly. It tends to yeah. go
3: for about two and a half hours, so when you get that last right. half hour, the the mm-hmm. magical it's third hour. It's it's really fun. It's really fun, but you're <laughs> down to about you're down to about ten people at that point yeah. who've <laughs> all had a, a quite a bit
0: to drink. Yeah,
4: and John and John has been wise enough to be long gone by that That's point. Right. Both times, so I give hey, him you know Friday credit.
0: nights are nights with the wife. Nice. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yep. I'm pushing my luck as it is, staying <laughs> on. <honestly.
4: laughs> oh man, and, and your songs are great, so they're, they're oh, really nice. good. Yeah. And I'm not. Saying... Well, I have not
0: played any originals. I, I like I said, the first time I went on, I was like, you got to play to the audience, and so I played a replacement oh, song. I was so good.
4: Man, yeah, I think uh, both of John's uh recordings are out on that bootleg, right? Jim,
0: yeah, yeah, bootleg I mean, no,
4: yeah. Cool. My
0: lawyer will be untouched I mean, it's only available in
3: Chile, but that's it, right? <laughs> that's right. right now, Well, what I was gonna say is, in that third hour, you What's might maybe I'm not saying for sure, but you might hear like uh, an Ario speedwagon sing along that could happen. Oh. in the third hour um i'm so sorry you might that. you might hear your host uh drunkenly request a bob seeger song you know and then and then somebody the next week come on and play it you know th- those are the kinds of you know great things that happen but people play original songs too um people play covers whatever whatever they want to do it's there's a, some variety of instruments although it tends to mostly be got gu- you know people playing guitar and singing but we've had a guy come on and play some easy listening piano recently and some other stuff too. It's really, really fun. Oh, I'll say this to your listeners. If, if uh, well, first of off, you guys want to come join us any Friday and, and come on, but also your listeners are welcome as well. If they want to just come and listen or they want to play uh, the best way to find it. We don't like put the link out there, the zoom link out there uh, for all the public, but, uh, but if you follow our, if you follow our social media, At Suburbs Pod, on any of the things, there's ways you can get that that link, that invite to Friday, or you can sign up for our our weekly newsletter that comes out every Friday, and that has the link. So go to suburbspod.com and click on newsletter and sign up for the newsletter,
0: and you get it there as well. We would love to have you. We'd love it to grow, you know, a little bit. It'd be great. The newsletter is also of superb quality, by the way. Oh, thank you, you very much. Job. I love that.
3: Uh, it's another thing that seemed like a good idea at the time. And now, that's a lot of
0: work, isn't
5: it? And now
3: every week I'm like, oh man, I got to write about half a dozen new releases that I haven't listened to. Yeah. I'll get right on that. <laughs> that's a lot of work.
0: But Jim, that's one of my favorite parts because you, you're such a good writer, man. Oh, thank you. And I love yeah. I love to see your reviews, And it's, it's just a nice little quick blurb and it keeps yeah. me up to date. Oh, good. It, He reminds me of things that I haven't listened to, so keep up the great work. Does it
3: come off as I've actually listened to the records? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I read it every every week. Cut that part Part out. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Well, hey, we got to play some music. All right.
0: We've gotten this far and we haven't listened to anything. So, I don't know. Um, We usually pick some tunes, so we'll throw it to you guys where you guys are our honored guests what are some tunes that you guys are listening to through this quarantine period? Anything that's keeping your, your ears fresh? Well,
4: you want Jim, to go first or you want me to? I think you should talk about salt of my tears. Okay. Is that the correct title? Cause this is a great story.
3: Okay. Well, it's not a great, it, it's an okay story, but it's funny, Patrick, you and I have not talked about this. I texted you I about it and I got I like, no response, which is a little bit weird. I was a little bit worried that maybe well, you did I was didn't.
4: kind of embarrassed that I didn't know the song. Oh, you didn't know I it? Mean, no, I didn't know it at all. I was like, you know, it's like the thing with my daughter where they play a really cool song. and be like, yeah, of course I know this. <laughs> I? And then you like jam it and you go and you write, you know, yeah. <laughs> look at all of so, like, Oh my God, I've never heard this. Yet. So here, here's,
3: <laughs> what, here's what happened. Do you guys, I'm, I'm sure everyone has had this, I'm thinking, where like you just haven't heard a song in forever to the point where, and maybe it wasn't a very big song in your life at all. So the point where it's like completely, you feel like it's completely left your brain. Like had you not. You never would have thought of this song had you not heard it again, right? And so sure. mm-hmm. um I was I was driving I don't do a lot of driving now because I'm very, you know, conscientious about things, but I was uh I think I was making a beer run. That's allowed, right? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: <laughs> that's uh essential service.
3: That's essential um, that's service. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh and I we had just done our perfect pop week episodes. So that's another thing that we did during um the uh, lockdown is we revived a, a, a series. We hadn't done in quite some time called perfect pop where people talk yeah. about songs they think are perfect. We thought that was really a, a fun thing to do. And again, totally. would lift people's spirits, but anyway, we were just doing that. And one song I had considered for perfect pop week, but did not include this week was this song called "Switch uh, switching to glide by the Kings. Does anybody know that song? First of all. Okay. Never heard. That's okay. It's great, so go check that out. The Kings switch switch into Glide, but I knew um, that one. Okay, so I put that. I I put that. I was like, I want to hear that song, so I put it on Spotify, and I'm in the car, and it plays the song. And then the thing about Spotify is when you just pick like one single song to play, not a whole album, um, but like one song. As soon as that song is done, it then starts to play other songs that are similar, right?
0: Of course. Right.
3: So I think then it played a uh, life of illusion by Joe Walsh, which is also an awesome song. And then, <laughs> um, and then it plays this song called the salt in my tears. And it was one of those things where I swear, I've not heard this song in like 35 years, but as soon as I heard oh, it, cool. I was like, how have I forgotten about this song? This song is awesome. I remembered it like everything about the song came back to me. I was like, this is great. And I looked it up. I was like, I didn't even, I couldn't have even had told you who performed it. It was a one-hit wonder. His name was Martin Briley. But I remembered it being on MTV back in the 80s. You guys are probably too young for when MTV played music, but that was a thing when I was a kid. And we were at the tail end of the okay. years. And so I remembered we're, oh, we're yeah, from the Grunge I, era. It must have been from MTV. It was probably on MTV. And then I looked it up and it was a Minor hit in 1983. I think it went to number 36, so just barely <laughs> cracked the KCK. Some case top 40. I can't believe um, I've
0: never heard of this. It's but uh,
3: <laughs> but now, but then I of course became obsessed with it and listened to it about I don't know 25 times in a row or something. Like that. And it was texting everyone, "Do you remember the song? Do you remember the song?" And got very little response. So
0: that was kind of <laughs> it. <laughs> well, well, it's a killer song. Once I heard that there was a story around it, of course I had to yeah. queue it up. Man, I it, it's it's awesome. So. Without further ado, who's the artist again? Martin Briley. Martin Briley, "The Salt in My Tears." Crank it up. Hey.
3: That it's sort of nice. '80s, kind of new wave, kind of power pop, it's more sort of classic rock. You know, with that that yeah. production and that riff, that could be a big guitar. Don't take riff, this the wrong yeah.
0: way. I mean this in the most positive way. It's almost, it's almost such a good pop song. It would be like the song that, like, for a sitcom episode. Yeah, you it's know, making like fun the, of the rocker song. guy yeah, would exactly. go into the studio yeah. and record this song.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The character on the sitcom, that's like his like
1: moment of glory. Yeah. Right. Yes. The Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. I think Martin apparently, Briley would approve. He's apparently been still recording in the past ten years or so. I was Amazing. just reading yeah. about him. Yeah, he's still yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. And then you
3: may ask, well, Jim, did this send you down a Martin Briley rabbit hole and you learned all of his catalog? And the answer to that, that was my no.
1: next question. Oh, me right, no, I,
3: I just listened to that song over and over again. And I was like, <laughs> I, I can't imagine he recorded anything better than this. So, you know, I'm fine right. with that.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's Someone the only one that only man, one that made the charts. Definitely.
3: <laughs> so, Patrick, what about your covid well, music? I'll tell you yeah
4: a couple things. One is uh, I got to tell everyone listening to this podcast: if you have not already listened to episode thirty-nine of, you should check it out. You should because <laughs> um, I'm not going to some of the great information uh, that's on that podcast about. And and John, help me with the pronunciation, man. I just. I just learned about this artist. Oh, um, you're going to make me
0: say it again? Oh, gosh. I issued a disclaimer. It's Hailu Mergia.
4: Hailu Mergia. There it is. I can never say it better. I issued um, a disclaimer. My Ethiopian is not what it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) And you're you're my translator. (laughs) So... um, This is, it's so great. I mean, I have been a big fan and I think I've talked a little bit about this on our podcast, right, Jim, about Awesome Tapes from Africa. Yes. um, It's essentially a cassette label but also they're all on Bandcamp, so you can get stuff and and right john like interestingly enough about ethiopia one of the main ways they distributed music like all through the you know late 70s and 80s was cassette tape like everybody bought cassettes you know and they had cassette players in their car and they had boom boxes you know and all that and that's how they listen to music and also john i'll put you on the spot one more time like what was the name of the first band that that Haile oh. was uh, famous for um, the Wolayis band. band. That's the it. Band. There it is. The Wolayis band. They were super influential, right? Um, in Ethiopia, they played all the big dances at the big hotels, and they played in that style. And they had um, that song Tishi Belu" or however you say it. There was like their mm-hmm. big hit, and um, you know, just like Mulata Stake and those guys, mm-hmm. like really cool Ethiopian jazz that. I lo- what I loved about it too is like at any minute this could turn into some like forty eight minute like back alley Ethiopian <laughs> <laughs> jazz jam yeah, with session, like yeah. No, yeah with like you know the sound shorting out and you know mm-hmm. planes coming in I don't know anything like it was so <laughs> unhinged. So John John talked about you know the amazing nineteen eighty five album basically titled His Classical Instrument right where right. he just goes off on these accordion and. You know, all these different instruments that he discovered. Right. Mm -hmm. And they essentially what happened was they moved the band to D.C. And I think, again, John talked about this and, you know, it didn't work out and he ended up owning a restaurant. There's a big right, Jim, there's a big Ethiopian restaurant or Ethiopian culture in in one part of D.C. There is. Oh, yeah. DC nine is right. And yeah, right exactly. That area. Ninth like street, 9th street, all that. Yep. Yeah. Ninth the U Vermont.
3: street corridor, yeah. all that. Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: Some great yes. Ethiopian food mm-hmm. and all that. Incredible and, um, restaurants. Yeah. That's right. And, um, it didn't, you know, we didn't quite, you know, it was doing okay as a restaurant owner. Then he was driving a Washington flyer taxi cab, oh. room, right? This <laughs> was the taxis. So but I've ridden in those many times and he did it for <laughs> many years. And, um, Who you knows? Know, you may have gotten
0: driven by Hilo.
4: Right. I know. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. crazy. crazy thing. Well, yeah. it, it's
2: it's funny, man, cuz when he popped up on our radar again today in your email, Patrick, uh, I was like, "Wait, so he was in DC and you know, I was pretty active in DC yeah, for a number too. of years." Yeah. Um, and I looked him up on Facebook, and I found his personal profile. And we have like a bunch of mutual friends. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so way. Like, oh wow! So I was like, all right, oh, wow. okay. And, and then, and then it dawned on me though that I think that my buddy Will, who was in Anti and funk arc, you know, ah, he he yes. told me about this cat.
4: You, you talked about that. You know? yeah, yep. so, they, yeah. So yeah, that was of, they covered a song, right? Antibolis yes, yeah. oh,
3: exactly. Yeah. I love them. I just so, got their new album. I have it on vinyl upstairs. Yeah, love that. Nice. Yeah
4: great band so, and and I think you know kind of the underlying theme for me anyway was like this guy is so humble yet so talented like yeah. he's happy to accept this and then I got into him as you talked about with awesome tapes from Africa he put out two albums I mean he put an album out in 2018 called Lala Blue and then he put a new album out just in this year um called you know I'll butcher this completely Yene a- Mercha, And I'll tell you, I listened to the new one today. You know, there's a touch of sort of modernism, you know, that Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily care for, but maybe that's just because I'm super old or whatever, but, (laughs) um, you know, and uh, it doesn't quite feel like it could all come apart and come unhinged, you know, at any time, like that old, old stuff does, but it's still great. You know, it's still better than you 80, 90% of the music you're going to listen to. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you, Blue." The, the title track of that is fantastic. You know, the last two tracks on that album are great. But yeah, it's so cool that you guys were already all over that.
0: Well, one of the first things I, I picked up on whenever I joined the Rock in the Suburbs team, I guess it was like a year and a half ago, was I was looking at your guys' bio. Because I didn't know you guys from Adam. I didn't know you guys from anybody. I, I yeah. literally found you on like a podcast headhunting site. and <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, they like music? Oh. They're in Northern Virginia. Oh, they like right. the right. kind of music that I like. And then I looked up Patrick and it said Patrick loves to listen to Fela Cootie. And I was like, All right,
1: sold.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. And they had to pass that rigorous interview.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? All right, you're in. Yeah. Patrick Patrick Fela- before
4: noon. Okay, you're hired.
3: <laughs> it, it said Patrick Fela Coute. Jim right. Martin Briley. That's
5: what it's scroll sure. through. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> <good>. I love
2: <laughs> Fayla Briley. I mean <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, uh, so Patrick, you got a you got a music pick from Hailu well, or you got something yeah. up?
4: I don't know about you guys, but during the sort of lockdown, um, one thing I've been doing is kind of going back to um, what I call, you know, like comfort albums and comfort movies and comfort books. And oh yeah, mm-hmm. one of my comfort books uh, I'm holding up here in our zoom chat is this great book by Peter Koralnik called Lost Highway. And remember we had the opportunity to interview Peter, right, Jim, on the old show. Um, yes. That was a fantastic experience. Yeah. He, he came in and talked about his book on Sam Phillips, but he wrote this great piece in here about this guy called Sleepy Lebeef, who was this crazy—I don't know, Jimmy. It was like a second wave. He was, apparently was the last original artist signed to Sun Records before it was sold. He, you know, he came a little bit late. Um, Sleepy Lebeef. Sleepy yes. LaBeef. Le actually, not his name. No, it's not. A, yeah, it's actually <laughs> really his name, and uh. He was uh, the 10th of 10 children. He came from Arkansas and he got signed to Sun Records in 1957.
0: <laughs> the of and ten um, the last of the little Bees. That's right.
4: <laughs> and he was, <laughs> he, was too, he was not too quick on the draw, apparently. He was apparently little they had the had little well, he was with sleepy. Other people. <laughs> that's right. And if you, look, if you look at a picture of Sleepy, who ended up being like six foot four. 250 he's a huge man right he is like a side of beef um (laughs) his eyes are very hooded and he yeah yeah yeah, exactly he looks like he's about to you know doze off at any moment but um just an incredible like essentially like a bass rockabilly singer but peter goralnik had an amazing story in this book a true story where in like 1977 you know sleepy was still grinding it out every night and honky tonks and and You know, wherever he could get a gig and his bus apparently caught fire on the Massachusetts Turnpike, he ended up at a truck stop right outside of where um, Peter Garalnik lived and he played every night, like six nights a week and all this stuff and did, he claimed he had a repertoire of 6,000 songs. Like he said, you know, like (laughs) makes NRBQ look like absolute amateurs, you know, like you can name any of 6,000 songs. And he apparently said he could play them. And the amazing thing about Sleepy LaBeef, you know, to kind of, Put a capstone on this. You could listen to his records from 57 and he made records all the way up until, I don't know, he made an incredible Johnny Cash tribute album in like 2010. Um, Hmm. And his voice was a lot like Johnny Cash's. Uh, They sound the same. There's no dip Uh. in quality. You know, wow. None of them, there's no career arc to Sleepy LaBeef. He like did what he was going to do. And then he just did it for like 60 <laughs> years without wavering. And there was always some people who wanted that. That's awesome. And yeah, it's, it's a great story. So yeah, I, I think there's a song um, called Shotgun Boogie that he does an amazing version of. It's actually a Tennessee Ernie Ford song. Um, right on. If you want to play that, John, that would, yeah, that would kind of put to- a put a capstone on Sleepy Beef. Am I
2: Sleep
4: SLB, <laughs> <laughs> OLB with the shotgun
0: boogie.
1: Oh, there step class sleepy.
6: They're standing in a corner with the so straight. I looked out the window and over the gate. The big fat rabbits are jumping in the grass. I wait till they hear old oh, shotgun blast, shotgun boogie. And I don't saw your train got Mr. Rabbit when I caught my hammer back. Well, over on the ridge in the scaly bark, picker nuts so big you can see them in the dark. The big, fat squirrels are scratching and biting. I'll be on that ridge before daylight with a shotgun booking. All I need one shot. Look out, bushy tails, tonight you'll be in the pot. Go ahead, book it out. Tall and thin, after what she had said, a box for tin. I looked up there, so far there's a love. Sit up on the brush to shoot a big fat dove, shotgun pocket for the fellow blue. Look out, little man, what you draw her feet on you. I sat down on a log and took all
0: my lap and said, Will the bird clock? Sorry
2: guys. <laughs> the bird clock likes S- SLB. Nice. That's
0: right. He always let you know. Uh,
4: you know, it, it's an amazing story about Sleepy Like. You know, he would apparently like just check out the crowd before he went on stage. And if it was looking like a sad crowd, like, you know, kind of a drinking, crying in your beer crowd, he would just play like weepers all night. Or if it was a rowdy crowd, you know, he put on a leather jacket and play just a whole bunch of uptempo stuff for five hours or whatever, wow. like he could do it. And never drank or never smoked his entire life and uh, ended up making records all the way until wow. he was like 80, so 82 man. or 83 years old. So. so
3: this is what you've been listening to a lot during lockdown, is what you're saying? <laughs> I, I bought, that's uh, what yeah, I
4: bought, I bought three Sleepy LeBeef albums okay. on Discards <laughs> one day. Wow. Yeah, I all may right. have been high, but I did it.
3: <laughs> no, that's a good purchase, right? What year was that
0: song that we heard?
4: Uh, that one I think came from the sixties. Okay. Um, yep. That I was had like the hardest version. time
0: looking up his stuff because he's a lot. He's like a lot of those country artists. You know, they re-release yeah, a lot right. of their stuff over and over and, right. over and over and over. That's right. And he's so.
4: been repackaged because um, Sun was sold. I don't know, 62, 63, when Sam Phillips made a lot of money on holiday Inn, and he didn't need to label anymore. It's been repackaged like a million times. And
2: yeah. Sleepy was on
4: like 15 labels. He signed a contract in Germany. You know, it was like huge in Germany. Apparently look like where there was a huge rockabilly revival scene. Like he would go, over Oh there yeah. And play for like <laughs> eight or 9,000 people. You know, he was a huge star oh. over there. It's good wow. stuff,
0: man. I think our next episode is going to be on Sleepy little beef guys.
4: Yeah, you can start it mm. from the Do beginning it. and you, you go mean, to the end, you, you it'll mean, all sound the same. <laughs> Jay,
3: Jay, you mean you didn't get enough right there?
4: <laughs> oh, I can't get enough sleepy. Okay, all right,
0: I just want to name a podcast "Sleepy
4: Labib." Yeah, all yeah, right, be it. great. It's a great it name, is. and it is. And I'll tell I, you, like you know, my, the, the, my
0: idea for my podcast is I'm just gonna turn on the mic and let Patrick go about well, sleepy Labib. That's, <laughs> that's right. what yeah. I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. That's no what I'm saying. All right, we'll see yeah. you next week. For just uh, keep uh, up. You know, There's <laughs> bedtime, man.
4: Let him go. This is great.
0: Yeah.
4: I <laughs> love it. I love it. When you when you name the start time at eight o'clock, it's pretty. anyway
0: well thank you guys so much we still have a bunch of questions that we want to ask you okay um can we do a like a lightning round yeah sure uh stuff about the podcast i know my question like what is it how do you guys try to stand out i mean there's everyone has a podcast these days right you know so what do you guys do differently to make your what do you guys do differently Well,
3: we mentioned we mentioned the daily thing. That was one. Uh, This interview is
4: over. Yeah. And the uh, I I know, but I think it comes (laughs) back.
3: I think it comes back to what we said earlier, which is the um was the audience. I think that's kind of a, a key thing for us. Like once you sort of like listen a little bit and you kind of get the vibe of it and you you know kind of understand how uh inclusive we are wanting people to contribute to the show then you can become part of it we've had a lot of i think we've had a lot of success with that um long time contributors but also some new people too are just like this is a place where i can get out my passion so so for example what you just heard with patrick is kind of like what we hear with listeners sometimes which is that they'll have a certain passion for a band that maybe we don't know that well a band or an artist and we could build a whole episode around that, and it's so great because nobody wants to hear me, you know, talk about you know power pop and uh, post punk for the one hundredth time. We, we need some oh, other I, stuff
0: I, too, I, right? I so, respectfully really okay. disagree,
4: Jim. Okay, yeah, your dulcet tones all right drift me off. Anyway, to sleep so easily. that's it. I'll stand behind that one hundred percent.
1: To to tack onto that, what kind of um? How was it early on? Like, what was the what was your ground up strategy, or not even strategy, but how did you how did you build that organic audience? Was it just kind of a trickle in or did you bring some fans with you from, from, from your writing or like, what, what was the, how did that work?
4: Well, it's a really good question. And I think we're spoiled because well, not spoiled, but we got lucky. I think Mm -hmm. Jim and I, when we sort of met each other because we were working for a large corporation that is no longer that large and had a lot of journalists on it. And they were looking to get into podcasting. And, um, you know, a lot of people said like, Oh, like you and Jim must've known each other forever. You know, we never really did. We just Mm kind of met you know in the newsroom um really and, and yeah we did and and just sort of had a rapport because we you know were the same vintage and liked all the same <sighs> you know and we i think it was the second or third day right jim we went in the in the men's room there and we cut our fingers and like did a blood thing <laughs> and <laughs> that was it <laughs> that's awesome
3: <laughs> um you know it's funny i i wish i could uh Remember that. I wish I could. Yeah. yeah, Um, (laughs) I think the audience, the community thing has been really organic. Hasn't it, Patrick? Like, I think it's, it's literally like, okay, I'll tell you something. Um, When you mentioned the vintage, I'm old enough to remember there was a very famous TV commercial. I say very famous. I'm trying to recall what the product was. It was some kind of shampoo, (laughs) but the, but the line was, um, I liked it so much that I told two friends and then, they told two friends and they told mm-hmm. two friends and so on and so on it's and so lot. on. And so that was the idea. That's really, I think how it's gone is that people just have latched onto it and passed it on. Right.
4: Yeah, totally. Cool. And I, I think in the early days we uh, were, were you know, both had been around newspapers and media and stuff like that. And so we kind of learned that, Hey, if you have any foothold in any kind of ability to establish yourself as some kind of expert in anything, you know, even if that's like sleepy lab middle period, like you should use that and say like, "Oh, <laughs> John, period. let's let's try to get John Doe. He might like sleepy lab middle period." I like like my
2: I like my sleepy La beef rare. There oh, you <laughs>
1: You don't get a choice.
4: (laughs) We cook it medium rare here, son. (laughs) That's right. But yeah, we we you know I I think that's advice for anyone who wants to do a podcast. Like, make yourself some sort of authority, even if you know that's right. Use the company you're working for or anything, and just get people. And once you get someone good, you're like, all right, now we got something we can tell people that, that John Doe was on our podcast, and now we're good.
3: That's right. But I think you hit on something too. Is like. I think we are. I hope that we're authentic and that we talk about the things that we like and the things that we know. And when we don't know, we bring in somebody else who does, That's right. Right? And That's we right? We don't. We don't try to pretend yeah. that we do. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the other thing I'll say about uh, the organic approach—it's very rewarding in a lot of ways. But I tell you, if any of you have, you know, a rich benefactor who would like to, uh, <laughs> you know, f- you know, fund our. Um, you know, we'll sky we'll you know, advertising campaign or something like that's that, right. that,
4: you know. <laughs> that's right. Bring it on. Sure. We'll, yeah. Flying over the beach. Yeah. And I'll tell you, at one point, we worked hard. Jim had to drive Patrick Stickles back and forth from a, a show to an interview. So we did what it took to get those artists there.
0: Patrick Stickles?
4: Yeah. Yeah. From Titus Andronicus. Yeah. Check yeah. him out. Right. Yeah. I right know. On. He once took a photograph of your odometer, Jim.
3: He did. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like we're we're going far afield here. So well, <laughs> no, 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 if you want
4: night. me at nine o'clock, this is what you're going to get. Man. I'm not even kidding. All it's right. what
1: we're paying for. It's all for the right. 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 <laughs> Modello's on the house. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah,
3: I got a twelve pack of those waiting for me in the fridge. He took up. He took a photo of the odometer because he noticed I did not that it was about to hit one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> uh, Hey, that, that's a moment. Right. It's a moment,
3: that's, right. that's right. You're not going to um, take
4: this. I will.
3: I used yeah. to have a uh, minivan, the most suburban of all things. I had a minivan that we got, of course, when our kids were little. And uh, then it became sort of the shuttle for the rock stars that we would have on the it show. Did. And it, yeah. <laughs> that minivan has driven around uh, Patrick Stickles, John Doe, yeah. Butch Vig. Uh, Ooh, who good. else? Uh, Francis Quinlan from um, Hop Along. Yeah. um Casey Chambers and uh many others so yeah, yeah. it was a butch workhorse Big. that's incredible it's gone now yeah, yeah. man butch yeah. big's been in my minivan yeah that's oh absolutely awesome.
4: yeah it's pretty good
3: and I'll tell you he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet
4: very, very nice oh yeah, that's cool
0: hell yeah well what okay you guys have interviewed a lot of people and you guys have access to some eh, well more famous people than we than we well do. Like Butch Vig. I should qualify uh, this though who, by saying uh, earlier in this, Patrick mentioned the old
3: show. So this is a key all those thing.
4: We just dropped. <laughs> I, I want I want <laughs> we'll people to understand. Grow. I want people to understand. To do with that?
3: I want people to understand something here, right? So we've had two different podcasts. We've had this current one, Rock in the Suburbs, which is something Patrick and I do uh, on our own. And we ha- and yes, we have day jobs. This does not carry us. Uh, does not pay our Northern Virginia mortgages. Believe me, but um, <laughs> no. but uh, before that, how we got started in podcasting was we had a show called Dad Rock, and that show was a product of USA Today. And because we were part of the you know the USA Today Empire, we were able to attract people like your Butch Vick and your John Doe, and sure. so on. But on the the current show, we have gotten a few. I mean, we, we've gotten a lot of artists we really like, and, uh, and yeah. So and I, then we also had was, we had who Matthew have been Sweet. Some of your favorite once?
0: interview guests from the new podcast.
3: Yeah, so we I mean, had we had Matthew Sweet, right? That was oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. uh, who else have you liked, Patrick?
4: Well, we had a weird experience with a one of my all time favorite artists, uh, Tommy Keene. Um, oh yeah. You know who came on our show and and um, really poured his heart out in a in a way that we didn't know until later was I don't know prescient in some way that was that was really fantastic.
3: What's the uh, story there? Because he well
4: he, uh, he that was the last interview he ever gave. He passed away oh, in his oh sleep about two weeks later, and oh um, many people who were uh, fans of his. And if you guys don't know um, some of Tommy's work from DC and the in the early 80s, go back and, and look at that. I mean, he's written some incredible songs, um, amazing artists, and just one of those guys, right, Jim, that could have been huge, just missed the break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every single time he got the wrong break, but many of his friends were like, that was weird that he, you know, said all that stuff that he said because he never said it before to anyone else, and wow. so it was kind of unusual. But yeah, we've had you know, we've, that's crazy. We've tried he went to, build... to my high school.
5: <laughs> yes. Oh, career. wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Walter Johnson.
4: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Walter Johnson. Yeah. And he was a local guy. And, you know, just appreciate Tommy's work more than anything else. I mean, he wrote some incredible songs. Some of his EPs are, are just incredible. And and I think, you know, like I was saying, just, you know, we've just built one on top of the other. We've tried to get one good guest. Chuck Prophet was a guy yep. that spent time with us early on who was really funny, like basically said... You know, when punk rock happened, I figured I'd be all right because it's just Chuck Berry, like speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can do this. <laughs> I like it. I like so, yeah, you know we we've had some good times and and being able to um, you know interview some some nice people.
3: So great uh, stuff. We had um one of a band that just became one of my favorites, uh, Mandolin Orange. If you yeah, guys have ever heard was, of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, we yeah. had them on. We had uh, the guy from uh, Guster. Yeah, on the show, he was um, great. He was yeah. great. Yeah, we've had a lot. We've had good success. Now the key is we're willing to go to them. So we we have uh, recording equipment that's portable, and we can go and interview these people backstage. So that helps out a lot too.
0: <laughs> that's right. Sure. And that just reminds me. That just popped in my head, Patrick. My favorite episode of Rock in the Suburbs that I ever heard. Was your trip down to the bourbon and beer festival? <laughs> yes. Okay, so let me right. set this up. So, yeah. Patrick, I don't know where you came up with the idea. I don't know if he told you, Jim, that he was no. going to do this no. at the time. Nope. a time. No. total surprise no, to me, and I loved it. I, what a brilliant idea. It's just him and Patrick, he just used his phone, I think, and yeah. just popped on voice memo. And just mm-hmm. every 15, 20 minutes, if something interesting happened or if nothing interesting happened, <laughs> you just turned it on and said, That's hey, bad. well, this is Patrick. Uh, Checking in. I'm on I-70, passing a tractor trailer on the right, and here's the Hooters are on the radio. Yeah, and then just like play that for a while. Yeah, it's a billboard for Big Boy.
5: All right.
0: All right. Well, We'll talk to you in a little bit. And then it would just like cut to the next, his next memo. All right. Well, I'm here on I-68. We're going southbound. It was just hilarious, dude. You had me in stitches for like an hour. And I. it's just one of those things. It's just Patrick being Patrick. It was
4: hilarious. Well, thank you. I was just trying to keep saying, like, driving that far. Like, why am I driving here? I could, I couldn't remember. It was like my wife had a hotel. She had a meeting there, and and I had like a really nice hotel room. And like, I don't know, it was a nice hotel, right? Jim it was like somewhere downtown, and I was like, I'm I'm going to drive to save money, so. Yeah, it worked out great. Plus, the radio in Ohio was outrageous. Like with all it, that was oh, it was incredibly good. Oh, yeah.
0: so good. Oh, when he stopped at
4: all the visitor centers. Oh, yeah. Like, That's I'm right. I'm talking
0: to these guys. I'm getting some maps, getting the getting low down <laughs> on the local record stores, you know.
4: <laughs> and I ended up in Street Kids Records in Cincinnati. That's Ohio. right. That's right. Great. Columbus awesome. and Cincinnati. It was great. Thank you, man.
2: Sounds fun. It was great.
0: Yep. All right. You guys got any other questions for the gentlemen before we let them we continue all. their evening? We've said it all.
1: Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think respecting the bedtimes is a good idea at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one more question. Okay. Of course you do.
0: If I can, since I haven't gotten a chance I I've, I've kind of gleaned this information just from being around you for long enough, but I got to ask you from each one of you what's your favorite musician or group. Hmm. Go, hmm. Jim. Oh, I go first.
3: If I had to pick one, it, it's I'll tell you
0: what. Okay. Let's let's make it three, top 3. Oh,
3: so now you've actually made it harder. I had a, I had an answer for one.
0: <laughs> I think uh, we should stick to one. I had to think
3: about three. I just, let's
0: stick to one. That's unfair for me to just ask a top one.
3: Um, to give, give me top three. Top three. Well, I guess I would say if you, let me let me frame it this way. You were talking earlier about comfort music, right? If I were to mm-hmm. say like, if I needed like comfort music, what would I listen to? Like I'm gonna you know just need this to lift my spirits or uh, clear my head or whatever. I probably would go to these three artists. I would uh number one would be the replacements.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Probably two would be the clash. Mm-hmm. And probably I guess Springsteen would be three.
0: Oh my man. All right. That's that's a solid three.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. I've enjoyed this guys.
0: <laughs> 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 Patrick
4: Wingtip Sloat. Wingtip Sloat, and mm-hmm. what's your third choice? <laughs> I would say, yeah, definitely. Wingtip Sloat for the first two, because I couldn't live without them. And I'd probably say, actually, John Fahey's music I couldn't live without. Really? Um, right. Yeah, just because... He's great. Um, he's, I don't know if you guys have ever read... Apparently, if you listen to classical music when you're writing or doing something creative, it stimulates your brain mm-hmm. cells a little bit more. And um, Fahey's always done that for me. Whenever I've been in like a writer's block or like a deadline situation, I put on any Fahey album and... Um, and that keeps me going. So and I don't know if I could live with the velvets either, live without the velvets mm. either. So that would probably okay. be, you know, right up that's there. Fair. And then of course Sleepy La Beef. Yes. So <laughs> <know. It's> <laughs> to right
1: now. Sleepy La Beef makes the list. <laughs>
4: right.
5: yeah. and, a six
4: 6 thousand songs, you'll never run out. That's,
3: that's right.
5: Yeah.
3: And somebody mentioned the Hooters. I mean, come on. You
0: can
4: that's right. That in yeah.
0: there. That's, okay.
4: That that was a fun one. That that actually
0: is along the line of that same thing, Jim. Like one of those songs. Now I didn't grow up in the '80s, so I don't know like Hooters from hearing them on the radio. But you know, and and we danced or she danced. And what's their big song? I hadn't heard that song probably since I heard it on radio, like as a toddler, like Mm -hmm. in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of nowhere doing this job for the National Park Service in North Dakota, and it came on like a gas station. Like speak, wow. speaker, nah. and for some reason that accordion, I was like, I knew it, I knew it, and I, I had to look it up, and, it was, and that's when I learned that that song was made by the Hooters. But I knew wow. that song intrinsically. So yeah. funny thing, and
3: I, I'm not, I'm not here. I, I was joking; it was in jest when I was suggesting they would be one of the, my favorite bands. But I, I do appreciate. I think you hit on something right. That sometimes a great pop song just, like all you have to do is hear it a couple of times, it burrows in your mind, and it may lay dormant like a cicada for many years and then just you know something you know makes it awaken and and you remember all of it but anyway a quick little thing on the instrumentation there um it's not an accordion that is actually it's a melodica right which is also (laughs) called a hooter (laughs) true story that's how they got the band's name
5: Mm. look
4: at that yeah I had no idea. Well,
1: and I'll tell you, drop this, a knowledge,
3: Kirk. drop a knowledge, right? love it.
1: But, um, <laughs> you know what's interesting? Just don't drop you Just the mic need baguette. one expert.
4: That's all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> know I mean,
1: something? I, I wrote that down
4: what's interesting <laughs> to me too is like looking at nick screen with like zappa back there like when you say like you know who are your three favorites like think oh, about yeah. what zappa did that wasn't necessarily on his own records like the people that he got started or like mm-hmm. Beefheart, heart right and he had mm-hmm. little george in his band and like all this stuff Absolutely. there are people who have made an impact as a producer or a talent scout like ike turner right jim was an amazing talent yeah. scout like he recruited all oh, yeah. of these people you know so they're it it's interesting yeah. to think about the dual roles no one plays like a dual role anymore you know they don't like um you know taylor swift is not like but they do they just all have twitter accounts, <laughs>
1: so you know about it yeah you don't there's no yeah. where, there's no behind well, the scenes maybe, anymore. maybe,
2: maybe yeah. there was more like more of that in hip-hop
3: I was
4: going to say.
1: That's a yeah, great you know, point, man. Got your that's, puff yeah, daddy. Really right?
4: <laughs> yes. No, that's actually probably the best example, right? that yeah. people have produced and also had protégés, right? And yeah. let people get features on their records. Like, when you get a feature yeah. on a Kendrick Lamar album, you've suddenly yeah. got, like, the best chance of all yeah. time. So. And Kendrick
2: is... You know, Dr. Dre's protege. Yep, right. You know, so there you go. That's uh, a great, it's, yeah, it's shout, man. I that's mean, that, really I mean, th- that's. I mean, if I, I don't know, I've brought it up on the "You Should Check It Out" podcast, but the Defiant Ones with uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Yeah. Dre's—that's really fantastic, right? And you can sort of see the whole, the web, like Dr. Mm-hmm. Dre's web. It's huge. And, it's a network of influence, and and, and 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 then, alongside with Jimmy Iovine's, it's uh but, yeah, it's true, though. In general, you see, you do see less and less of that. It's the smaller pie to split up. Well, wow. that's, that's it, right? Yeah, <laughs>
4: everything's become so niche. Like, you've got to get your contract for that money. and Make sure you get that money. And Now, there John, have that. you recorded a quarantine album? Like, have you recorded a record? You know, I've just...
0: recorded a lot of bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, nothing that I could say is going to be an album, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of songs that... Uh, may or may really not see play, the late I... day, right?
4: Yeah, probably not. But (laughs)
0: I've been trying to stay busy, you know.
4: Well, it's interesting because my middle offspring MJ, who's done some some playing, finished like an electronic album, and it was really interesting because MJ was like, "It's done. I'm not doing any more music." Like it was like of a moment, and I was like, "Wow, that's
1: pretty good that you can walk away from it." I never could. I've never been able to do that. No, never. (laughs) Trying to. I'm a drummer, so it's been really hard with three boys locked in the basement. Because they're 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 nine six and five, so if I touch a symbol, they all flood down. The so <laughs> yeah. God bless them. Oh, that's yeah. hard. want to get in on it. Yeah, that's that's good. hard. It has
3: been tough. So it's funny you say that because uh, on the Friday night hootenanny thing, we have this one guy yeah. who's a Hi. drummer, and yeah. he started. Uh, he didn't really know how to participate so much because he's by himself, and. T- nobody necessarily wants to hear a drum solo. So he started doing this thing called name that tune where he plays the drum parts of famous songs. And then people in the, in the group guess what the song is. Well, oh, nice. That went great. The first time was, it was great. Everybody loved it except for his family. We're like, shut oh, up. Yeah, Stop playing the drums. It's Friday at <laughs> 11, you know, right? and nine yeah. o'clock at night or whatever. Right. And so right. then, I'm um trying to go to sleep. Right. So then uh, what he had to do was he has to, he makes little videos now for us and we play those in the hootenanny nice. so he can oh, record them at a wow. different hour and then we play it yeah that's and fantastic. it's really fun
1: yeah It's good come join the hootenanny we we'd love to
3: have you uh, yeah right. I'm, gonna, I'm
1: gonna pencil it in nice. uh, yeah and, and i'm gonna put a link to the to the social your social yeah. places so they can yeah. find that and get their invite yep and what's your it.
4: setup like down there nick do you have like a full set down I, there in the basement
1: i do it's right over there oh. Oh, i got sweet. a lot mm-hmm. of things plugged yeah, in right here i can't see turn. that
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that'd be great. But I see you have the keyboard behind you and all that. It looks like a good spot, man.
1: It is. It is. It's It's just, like I said, it's... Well, that plus the homeschooling has been... Woof, woof.
4: Man, <laughs> if I was a student during this, it would have been the greatest time of my life, Jim, because you could be like, yeah, oh, I did the assignment. Didn't yeah. work out. You know, like, yeah, I know times are tough. We don't have internet at home. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to have done anything. Right. I could have had like a scene. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs>
3: They don't know how good they have it. My boy doesn't get up before noon every day. (laughs) I'm not kidding.
4: I heard like Animal Crossing going at like 3:30 in the morning last (laughs) night. Like Hmm. I'd been up for four hours. You You gotta get those villagers, man. Yeah,
0: Yeah. eat your numbers up. That's right. Well, thank you guys so much for spending the time, for coming on. This has been so much fun. I mean, this has been a really better, We, wait. Didn't, wait a we didn't get to touch on wingtip sloat
1: at all. Wingtip oh, yeah. sloat did not get enough playtime. I can tell you that right now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It'll have to be a repeat. I know, I I, you
0: know what? This is my podcast. F it. It's our <laughs> podcast. It's not my podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you for including say my, that. myself and Greg. That was, that was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, tell me all about wingtip slope. What's the history of wingtip sloat? If you could condense it into couple sentences.
4: Yeah. Because uh, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm
0: fascinated by this. We're coming back tomorrow, aren't we? <laughs> oh,
4: oh that's, that's the plan. Uh, aren't we that's switching right. to a yeah. daily, Jay? Isn't that yeah, the yeah, plan? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Four one-hour daily episode. <laughs> <laughs> I <episode, laughs> <laughs> No, go ahead. No, just a, uh, an indie rock band that formed uh, in the early 90s, um, just from a bunch of guys that were like huge uh, record store fans. And... Um, you know, we made a couple of records. We had a, a good thing going at one time, but I don't know. It's just been oh, more like, what's that? No, is no, we're defunding? still going. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We've never stopped. Uh, we've been together time. for like 35 years. Yeah. It's it's kind of like our podcast. It's just like, I love the, the podcast has been amazing. Um, but like we were talking about just meeting the people like yourself <laughs> and you guys that we met through this podcast and you know all the amazing people we've known like Mike Wagner and Nick Scalera and Bill Mulligan yeah. and you know all these people has been more important than what we're doing so we're kind of bonding and and trying to share our art but it's really about just connecting with another human person um and it's great man that goes right. yeah i just <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please <laughs> <Bleepy> me, little bee. Please <laughs> me, little bee. No nah, man, that was that was a that's a hell of a note to end on. Yeah, that's, Dude, that was good. That was good connections. Stuff. We freaking so anyway, need it. <laughs> Jim and Patrick
0: are from uh, Wingtip Sloat, and go check them out on Spotify. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding.
4: No, we're on band camp uh, Yeah, so check us out there.
0: Now, Wingtips Load is awesome, but these guys are from Rockin' the Suburbs. You've been listening. You should check it out. Jim and Patrick, thank you again so much. Of course. Uh, They can check you out on SuburbsPod.com, Apple Podcasts, Google. All the places. Look in the description.
4: Yep. Yeah. Nick Nick (laughs) and Greg, thank you guys very much. Keep it up, guys.
1: Thank you so much. Thank
3: you. Yeah, thanks so much. Really
4: appreciate it, You got it. You Uh, got it. Before we let you go,
0: actually, Jim, do you got another Sleepy (laughs) LaBouf? No, why why don't you play some, some other why questions. don't you play some of Patrick's
3: band? Why don't you play some Wingtip Sloat?
0: Wingtip Sloat. Sure,
2: great.
4: They're on the Spotify okay, or wherever. Yeah, they're on, a, yeah, we're on Spotify. Um, why don't you play out with uh, one of our greatest songs, I think. Um <laughs> you can play No, you should play anything can happen, or cover of the Clean. Um we were always big New Zealand fans, so
0: There you go. You got it. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much. Co- Thanks, keep John. on rocking the suburbs, keep on doing your thing. We Thanks, Nick. It. Thanks, Greg. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank Keep you so much. Thanks,
3: right. guys. Stay strong, guys. We'll talk All again. Right. Have great night.
0: Later.